Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Damia Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. All right, everybody, we are back on the episode. So today we're going to be talking about dating in 2018. Or ooh, this is going to be 2019, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let me switch that up again. All right, because we're technically this is going to be in the new year. This is previously recorded. So we are in the new year. We're going to be in 2019. So basically in this episode, we are going to, um, or me and my guests are going to try and encourage you on how to, I guess, date better, if you will. If you looked at your your dating patterns in the past and you're thinking about changing them to make them more purposeful um to make them more intentional this is going to be the podcast for you so i would love to introduce you all to my guest ijoma kola hi everybody what up ijoma how you doing? i am doing well i'm feeling good today how you doing how you feeling i am feeling good like i said <laughs> i'm so grateful that i'm able to um talk with you and be in my friend's room <laughs> a quiet space to record so it's perfect i'm good well thanks so much for having me i am really excited to share as much as i can yes. <laughs> with the planter family um so yeah thank you so much for having me oh you call them the planter family <laughs> is, is there like a better name like, do you already have a name that okay, like I have not been able to settle on a name. Like okay. I usually I just call people planters, but like okay. then there's like planter family. Like my Facebook group is called the Planter Family. So I didn't even know that. You know, yeah. you see, I just was like on it. I see that. <laughs> I see that. So thank you. So planter family, you know what I'm saying? Ijima called it, so that's probably what I'm gonna call y'all now. <laughs> but from your own words, like tell us who you are and what you do. So, yes, my name is Ijama Kola. I am a Nigerian immigrant, been living in the States for over 20 years, though. So, you know, I'm also American, but, you know, I claim Nigerian first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And I am currently in a PhD program. Hopefully, we'll be graduating in May of 2019. Yay. And I am studying the rise of asthma in Black urban America. Um, as well as doing, or in addition to doing that, and sometimes instead of doing that, I also have a lifestyle blog called ijamacola.com, um, where I just serve content that aims to inspire and uplift women to be their best selves very generally. But um, I try to combine beauty and brains with style and substance. That is my recent-ish tagline. I used to be a natural hair blogger and got tired of doing my hair, so became a lifestyle <laughs> blogger. Um, and yeah, I'm just really passionate about encouraging other women to be really, really great. Whatever it is that you want to do, whether that is academic or business or even just being able to wear a bold lipstick. Like I just want everyone to be able to be really confident in themselves um, and to live life with greatness. So that's that's me. 
And that's Iduna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should probably, right, since this is like an episode about dating and stuff. So I should probably say that I am married. <laughs> True. Um, Yes, I got married in April of 2017 to my wonderful husband, who's from Kenya, and uh, we live in New Jersey, live in Jersey City, just outside of New York. Um, no kids right now, just a bunch of plants, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the- we're, we're living life. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on the show and sharing a little bit about yourself. I like your new rebrand. And that's Thank funny you. that you said that you're tired of doing your hair. <laughs> I have a friend who's a natural hair um, blogger, and she's like, yeah, it's too much. She be, she, she told me yesterday, she was like, people are like, show us what you do with your hair. And she was like, I just showed you on the last video. Well, show us what you do with your hair again. I just showed you on the last two videos. She's like, I'm not yeah. damaging my hair for y'all. I died. Right. And yeah, one of the reasons why I stopped is I was damaging my hair, retwisting it every night for, mm. for the people. So. Yeah, don't do that anymore. The don't do real that anymore. <laughs> Tell it like it is. <laughs> so, yes, like she said, we're going to be talking about dating. And, and as I said prior, um, you know, this, I guess the idea of this episode wasn't really me. And I actually told Ijoma about this um, because I had asked Ijoma actually to talk about her blog and, you know, her PhD program prior. But she was like, nah, B. You know, give me something else. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So I had to go back and pray about it. Like, all right, God, what do you want me to talk to this girl about? And literally the idea of dating came. And, you know, this this platform is mostly focused on inward, you know, growth and all these things. Not necessarily dating. Because I'm sorry, a lot of Christian, like, um, platforms talk a lot, a lot, a lot about, like, how to find your man, how to find your wife, your husband, and all that stuff. But I'm like... Well, okay, God, you know, let me ask her. And if she says yes to this, then I know that you're the one who um, gave me that idea. And she did. So here we are. And it was Jesus. It sure was. <laughs> and, you know, the inspiration behind this was, again, to really, like, you know, let people maybe consider different options as to how to date um, and, you know, date with intention. Um, and, and try and include God into, or not try, but actually include God into what yes. you're doing and how you're, and how you're dating. So yeah, that was the inspiration behind this. So I guess my question for you, my first question is, in your opinion, what does dating look like in today's time? I was going to say 2018, but no, <laughs> in today's time, what does dating look like to you? Um, well, so one, I do think I am super excited to talk about dating, um, but I kind of feel like because I'm married, I have a whole different perspective on it. But hopefully, you know, my perspective can um, help encourage or inspire someone. But I think for me, broadly dating um, right now, you know, since I am married, I still consider myself dating. I still need to be active with dating my husband. Otherwise, we're just roommates and not mm. <laughs> husband and wife. Mm. Um So I can't necessarily speak to what dating looks like right now for single people from a personal experience. Although, you know, I do have a lot of single friends who like to tell me about all the craziness happening (laughs) in the dating world. But I think that whether you are single or you are in a committed relationship or you're married with all the distractions that we have going on in our world today, 
all dating has to be super intentional. Um, there's so many different ways to communicate with people. There are apps, there's social media, there's just texting, um, there's Skype, FaceTime, whatsoever. Um, and you can, I feel like, know a lot about someone without ever actually seeing them or ever actually spending time with them in real life. Um, so I think it's really important now to although there are a lot of different options um, with there, in one sense, technology has opened up the number of people that you can possibly date. You know, back in the day, you could really just date whoever you, you know, live in your small town, but now you can date anyone in the world. Um, but still, I think that it requires a little bit more work to really, really get to know someone and not just what they post on Instagram, not just what they're texting. Um, so I think that dating needs to be a little bit more intentional in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think, okay, from, what should I even say? I guess, look at me, I'm out here fumbling over my words. I think <laughs> it's okay. I stumble over words all the time and I'm about to have a whole PhD. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, glad I'm not alone. Cause sometimes I'm like, my <laughs> thoughts like are running and I'm like, oh, I should ask this, but I'm like, wait, no, I should say this. And ah. <laughs> so but I think why I wanted to ask that question was um, maybe from your perspective of before you got married, maybe I shouldn't mm -hmm. have said today, like, you know, okay. what was it like in your, from your experience? Because at the end of the day, we're all here to listen to you because we want to ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, weird. that's why, you know, I didn't go to somebody who's out here who's single for this particular type of episode. I'm, I'm, I'm talking right. to somebody who has a ring on their finger. So... Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I mean. Okay. So in that case, um, okay. So the primary period, I guess I was dating before I got engaged in 2016. Ooh, 20, maybe 2015. Yes. I think I got engaged in 2015. So my, I guess my dating years have been from let's say 2008 to 2015. So mm -hmm. am I dating myself with that? Oh Lord. Anyways. <laughs> um, but when I guess when I first started, oh, let me give a general overview of my dating history. Um, so I think first serious boyfriend was in high school. I met him on a church um, mission trip. Um, it was like a hot mess. He lived super far away from me. I would sneak out after school, not sneak out. I had a car, um, but instead of staying in school, which is what I was supposed to be doing to wait for my younger brother to finish soccer practice, I would go and drive like 45 minutes to meet up with this guy and somehow thought that my parents would not notice the mileage on the car. But that was high school. Um, <laughs> got to college and ended up in a really serious long-term relationship like the first month of college. Um, wasn't actively seeking it like when I got to college, but saw this guy, thought he was super cute he ran track and I was like, Oh, I found my husband in college. Um, true. And no, it was all wrong. He was actually <laughs> not the guy that I married. <laughs> plot twist, plot twist. Right. Um, so that, yeah. So that relationship I think taught me, taught me so, 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 so much. Um, mm -hmm. he had, he was Christian. Um, and, 
and I can definitely talk about how just because somebody's Christian and was raised in the church does not mean they are for you, does not mean that they believe God in God, does not mean that they are living a life pursuing Christ. Right. Um, so, but I thought, you know, he was Christian. He was black. He, we both went to Harvard together. Like, you know, I had found my husband. He checked off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that relationship was extremely tumultuous. Um, it was emotionally abusive. It, it was really, really bad. It affected my friendships. And, you know, thank God it didn't affect like my schoolwork, but it really affected my, it defined my college experience in a way because a lot of my ability to interact with other people and to essentially like maintain female friendships rode on the fact that I was in a tumultuous dating relationship. And so, you know, my friends would try to talk to me about it and try to encourage me to, you know, not be a mess and not like stand by um, the treatment and the behavior that I was receiving and I would just ignore them. So that affected a lot of my personal relationships. But junior year, really hilarious. It's hilarious in hindsight. So junior year, came back from spring break. I had gone to a wedding during spring break, came back feeling like ooey gooey. You know, when you go to weddings and then you just have a lot of hope about like marriage and life and, you know, excellence. Mm-hmm. So I came back from this wedding and we had a conversation and I was like, you know, I really feel like we can make things work. I really feel like we should get married. And he was like, oh, I actually am in love with someone else. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa there. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is for months, like God had been sending me signs e- either in real life signs, like people telling me or just other signs, like spiritual signs that this is not the person I should have been with. But I ignored all of it until the only sign left was for him to tell me that he didn't want to be with me anymore. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, so that relationship ended. Um, and I think between the, the summer of the summer after junior year is where a lot of my um, thinking about dating changed and a lot of my ideas about relationships um, and like, what does God want for me in a relationship? Like that's when I really formed those opinions um, and did a lot of work trying to well, one, I had to figure out how to love myself again. I think that's really important before you start trying to date, before you start trying to look for someone else. Like if you do not understand at your core, who God created you to be and God's love for you, then you aren't going to be able to accept love from anyone else. Um, So anyway, I spent the summer kind of sorting all that out. And um, yeah, school started in the fall and sort of was already friends with my now husband. He asked me to go out to dinner as friends. And then we ended up married a couple years later. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thank God for that. Jeez. Yes. Oh, my God. I wish you could have seen my face. Like, when you said that, I was like, what the what? Nah, that's Yeah. It was rough. But, you know, God turned it all the way around. All the way around. Mm. All the way around. (laughs) I'm very happy for you. Very happy and just, man, dang. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but 
you know, trust me, the people who are listening, they're like, God, turn my situation around. <laughs> and sometimes he has already given you all the signs. And yeah. you're just being stubborn and you just don't want to listen. And also, I think sometimes we're really afraid. We're afraid of change. We're afraid to be alone. So um, if you're in a situation currently and you know you have no business being in that situation, all you're doing is either preventing yourself from being able to do the work that you need to do individually to prepare yourself for your future spouse, or you're preventing your future spouse from getting with you right now because mm. they are out there somewhere mm. and you wasting time with the wrong one. We, we going to pin that point, <laughs> the um, preparing yourself for your future spouse. I think that's a, that's a major thing. And love you. Jai actually said on her podcast, um, well, she was quoting somebody else, but she was like, um, like comfortability will lead you to misery. Mm. And that stuck with me. Like, dang, like it's true. Uh, I think Yvonne was dating some guy, this football player. And he was like, do you have a man? And she was like, no, like, why would I be here? <laughs> and so she was like, well, let me ask you the question. Do you got a girl? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, what? Ooh. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, yeah, things are not working out between her and I. Um, but you know, it's whatever. And she's like, well, why are you still in the relationship? And he was like, I'm comfortable. Mm. I'm comfortable. And I know all that too. Well, um, I actually dated somebody that I was, I knew it wasn't going anywhere, but I remember telling my friend, I'm going to stay with him to the end of the summer because I just don't want to be alone. So I'll just stay with him. This was like, how was that? My freshman year in college, girl. I'm, I'm not even the same person. No, man, God, and thank God, God did a work. In, yeah, God <laughs> did a work in me because the Lord knows I was a myth. So I can relate to that. Um, so I guess transitioning into now dating your now husband. Mm-hmm. How did you date with purpose? Like, what does that mean for you? Yeah. So when we first started dating, I had actually started senior year with one goal in mind, which was to not date anybody, to not talk to anybody, to not do anything. I just wanted to graduate. I wanted nothing to do with boys. Um, So (laughs) I think once, funny enough, I think a couple people say this, like, once you stop looking is when they come, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it actually is true in some ways. And I, not because of I don't know, some like metaphysical principle, but just because like, I think once you stop focusing so much, once you stop making, finding a spouse, your idol and making that the sole thing that is your purpose, I think you open up a door for people to actually be drawn to you just because they want to spend time with you and not because you have an agenda. So while I think that you, you know, casual dating, just talking to people randomly um, without any type of desire to have a long-term relationship with them is kind of a waste of time. I do think that, I don't think that the right way to kind of find a spouse is by meeting people and in five seconds saying, you know, I want to be married. Are you ready to be married in two years time? Like, can can we do that? Because that's not, I don't think that's what God wants for you. So um, I just preface all, preface my dating story with my husband um, with that. I had no intentions of dating anybody and we really started off as friends. We had been friends the whole time um, throughout college, would see each other every once in a while. But yeah, we were both in other relationships. So dating him never, ever, ever crossed my mind. 
Um, but once we had dinner and kind of hung out again in a very friendship manner, I was able to learn a lot about him. Um, I don't think I can necessarily do that now. So I say this with a caveat. I think dating in college is different from dating in the real world. In college, I think it's a little bit easier to formulate friendships with people of the opposite gender without there being um, a lot of pressure kind of applied to it. There are some settings today that I think can replicate, you know, that college setting where everyone is kind of sort of friends, whether that's work or church or just like in a friendship group, but like not at a bar. I don't think you can meet someone at a bar and, um, you know, be quote unquote friends before, before going into getting into a relationship. But anyway, um, when we started talking and once I got to know him, um, beyond kind of like what I knew about him from a distance, like once I actually sat down with him and chatted with him, um, and like discovered that he was funny and he really was family grounded. Um, I had already knew that he loved God. He served in a couple of Christian ministries on campus. He was like definitely actually more active in like church things and than I was. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that the, the intentionality in that when we started dating came from me surrendering myself of what I thought of the kind of person who I thought I should be with. So this is about to sound so judgy and I apologize in advance. (laughs) And I've put this, I've shown this on Instagram. Like when I first started dating Jonathan, like Jonathan was not stylish. He was wearing African dad sandals. Oh. Like he, it was so oh, bad. Like it was so oh, bad. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my, <laughs> and the boy, the guy I dated before him was like the most stylish dude mm-hmm. on campus. Like only wore raw denim. He, he was like mad stylish. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan was not at all. So, <laughs> and he didn't, you know, he also, he, he was, sh- I don't want to say straight from Africa, but yeah, he had come to college. He had come to America for college. It's okay. Um, so he had an accent. He was like very villagey in a lot of ways. Oh. <laughs> Yo, he's going to be so tight that I said this. But yes, you know, in, in my mind, when I thought about who I was going to marry, like, you know, yes, I'm Nigerian, but I've lived in America for almost all my life. So, yeah. um, you know, at the, I think the closest that I thought I would marry in terms of an African would be a first or second generation, mm-hmm. you know, African, but mm-hmm. not somebody who's like from from who like just came, you know, like yesterday. Again, <laughs> I understand it. Yes. Um, and yeah, he turned out to be all of those things that I never imagined mm-hmm. <laughs> I would end up with. So um, I think that because I wasn't looking for it, I think it was able to develop naturally. And had I been kind of in, had I been in the, I'm looking for a husband mindset, I you probably would not have hung out like more than three times because he did not check off a lot of the boxes that I had um, in terms of what he should dress like and, you know, where he was taking me to dinner. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being able to um, just kind of like set aside my ego and, really allow God to do whatever he wanted to do in my life. Um, I think that some, sometimes we can 
you know, I had a list at some time. I feel like it was a it was a thing that we did in college with the roommates. We would sit down and be like, all right, what's on your list? What's on your list? Mm-hmm. Let's compare like must haves. Um, and I think that it's yeah, fine, totally fine to have standards. Yeah, it's totally fine to have standards and non negotiables, which I also have and still have. If there's things that I'm like, bro, if you do this, like we finish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't even ask for counseling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's also a lot of freedom in acknowledging and having rest and peace in the fact that God has already prepared a spouse for you. And so however that person is going to come into your life, they may not look like what you think they should look like. They may not talk the way you think. They might not have the job that you think that they should have, but just trust that God has your best interest in mind. So if someone does come up that you're not so sure about, kind of release it and let it, give it to God and pray about it the same way that you should pray for God to reveal if you shouldn't be with someone, you should pray for him to reveal if you should be with someone. Um, and I believe that he will do that for us. Mm. That was good. And that was so honest. Um, Cause it's true. Like you were saying, we do have lists. Like I was saying, like my friends and I, we would be like, Oh, like when we came to the understanding that God should be included in our relationships, because before we didn't we didn't get that concept. Like when mm-hmm. I was first in college, I, I don't even know what we were on, but <laughs> <laughs> eventually we just kind of understood. And as we furthered our personal relationship with God, with God, we were like, okay, He should be included in this. So you know, we made our list, yeah. we made our thing. Like, oh, you know, I want this, I want that, and blah blah blah, all these different things. Um, but the men that we, you know, ended up dating, they weren't, some of them didn't fit exactly what was on the list. Or mm-hmm. they may have fit what was mostly on the list, but they weren't the one for us. Right. So, yeah, that thing of, like, releasing it back to God. And I think, again, it comes from having that trust in that relationship um, yes. with God in the first place. That you can trust him enough to, you know, think that he can deliver this to you. Mm-hmm. And... I like what you were saying that you weren't looking for a husband. And, you know, in today's society, we're pressured, especially as women. We're we're Mm -hmm. so pressured. Like, you know, especially the Nigerian home. You thank God my mom was not like this, but I see it from other people's parents. That, right, right. Yeah, like, oh, don't date anybody. Don't be with anybody. Then when you graduate, so where is your husband? Like the next day. Like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Like, it's crazy. Like, I have a yeah. friend who got two degrees by the age of 21. The next wow. thing her mother said was, where is your husband? Are you dating somebody? And then when she 21? kept saying, yes, she got, she got her bachelor's and her master's in four years. That's so bomb. And her mom was like, so are you gay? Like, <gasps> what's up? She literally accused her of being gay because she wore, like, she got a second hole in her ear and she was hanging around a lot of females. So she was like, that's why you're not married because you're hanging out with all these girls. You you get out of my house. Like, it was on some girls and some crazy stuff. But, like, as in, you didn't even acknowledge the degrees. You didn't acknowledge just me being, you know, sound in my own thing that I'm doing or what God is is ordering for me to do. You're so interested in me having a husband. And so mm-hmm. it pressures a lot of girls like, oh, well, I have to find somebody. I have to, I, you know, I have to be quote unquote preparing. And I actually want to talk about that. Like, what mm-hmm. does that even look like preparing? Because, you know, some a lot of our our ideas of preparing is like, oh, I have to learn how to cook and I have to learn how to clean. I mean, fairly so. But, I, you know, being in this single season, I've learned the inner work is so important. 
And so much more important. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be single. Like, because I understand the, like, I understand the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the importance, I guess, of this season. Like, mm-hmm. I'm able literally to um, really get to know God. Like, mm-hmm. for real, mm-hmm. for real. And, and, and yeah. form that relationship. And because I've been doing that, I know the things that I, I want and what I don't want. Because now yeah. I've had the time to, like, take him in, take life in, and evaluate life from, like, a clear objective and see, okay, you know, these are the things that I, that I, that I want in a mate. These are, like, this is a standard that I have because I'm, you know, I think, I think once you get the idea, like, that you're God's child, like, for real, yes. for real, yeah. understanding that, like, I, I can say that. Like maybe two weeks ago, I really understood. Like, no, like I'm an actual heir to the throne. Like yes. my dad has the best resources because he's the creator of all things. Therefore, I deserve the best. Yes. When you can get that idea in your head, then you're like, so I can't be settling for some foo foo lame stuff. <laughs> like definitely, some things definitely. That, well, some things that I, I think of that I let slide in the past. I'm like, never again, never yeah. again. Hmm. And that inner work is so important, so important. That's that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said that between like junior and senior years, when I really delved into, because I didn't know who I was. I had spent mm. so much time in a relationship that I really thought was going to be the rest of my life. Um, and it blew up in my face. So I had to do that work of determining who I was and why I was here. Um, and again, you know, acknowledging and really, really grasping and internalizing the you are a child of God, that you are an heir, that you were created to be beautiful, that you are already loved. You don't need love from the outside world. Um, I don't believe that everyone is called to marriage, but mm-hmm. you know, if you do, if you are, then that's great and that's a separate thing. But it, accepting that you by yourself were also already created in God's perfect image. So you by yourself is already great. If right. someone else happens to be want to be great next to you, and ends up being great next to you, cool. But like that is not who defines you and that's not what defines you. You are defined by the fact that you are a child and a creation of God. And that's it. You don't need anyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Actually, sometimes are a burden, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I think in this season, for those who are single, like thinking about becoming, like you're, you're a whole human being, but you know, you're a whole, God has made you whole, but you know, certain situations cause soul wounds. It cause pain, dating relationships that, you know, just like you were saying, like you thought this was going to work out and it didn't. And that must've been traumatic. So little pieces of you are maybe broken and you need time to heal. I mean, another person cannot heal that. Only God can heal that. Yeah. I, I mean, let's talk about dating today. Like I've, I'm sure you've heard some crazy, crazy stuff. Like, people are really out here. So, um, and I mean, if this is you, hey, you know, you live and you learn. Like, and I hope this podcast is, is going to help you. That somebody will, you know, how does she say it? That maybe they'll be dating, they'll, like, they're dating um, one person. That person, you know, they break up or whatnot. And they're already with the next person. Or they might have already been kind of with somebody and not even just talking about like talking. I'm talking, you know, like intimate relationship. And it's just like, okay, 
you having sex with this one person, you talking to another person, that per- one of them leaves you. So you're now you're talking with this person, you're hoping it's going to work out and it doesn't work out. So now you're alone for maybe a week or two, but you found somebody else. So you keep going and the cycle mm-hmm. keeps going and going and going and going. Or you're dating somebody who, um, you know, doesn't care about you. I, 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 I have somebody, or let me not say that, girl, let me not even put that girl on blast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say in 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 a, in a far friendship group, if you will, <laughs> that a girl that I know thinks it's okay to date somebody who doesn't care about her in any way, has told her that he would never date somebody like her, has told her that he's not Wait, interested. Wait, so how are they dating? Girl, if- see, we don't even know what dating means. <laughs> we don't even know what dating means. <laughs> Wow, it's confusing. I think mm. if you have to keep justifying why this works, you've you've you already got it wrong. It's, it's just it's just wrong. Okay, you have to just <laughs> keep telling us why is is wrong. So, mm. I mean, we'll travel to go and see this person. Travels to go and see this person, and literally, this person's already told her like, "I'm not. You're not the type." But maybe in a couple years, we can get we can really be together. I mean, Years. going on trips, <laughs> 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 going on trips, spending money, money. I said, okay. "What?" But to the person, it makes sense to them. They're not happy with it, but they're satisfied with that. They're satisfied with the bare minimum, and a lot mm. of it again is from that inner, like self. Like a bro- like a hurt and broken inner self because nobody mm-hmm. can come and listen to this and t- and justify that to me. I'm so sorry. Or like how I'm yeah. in college, um, and my friend she I think she even sent us the video of the girl saying this openly that how proud she was to be um a side chick because in her opinion there I mean she's she can't she won't ever be able to keep somebody or be with somebody like for real for real. So that's the best that she can get and she's proud of that. Wow. Yeah, that, that's what dating is looking like today. And then the word dating, we're together, but we're not together, but we're talking, but we're now, not really talking. Now, that's a whole mess. We're conversating. That's a whole mess. <laughs> People be like, we're not talking, we're conversating. I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I have a I have a friend who has been quote unquote talking to some guy for like over a year. And I just, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like either he your man and you're his girl or no. Like we're, what is talking? I'm talking to you right now. So are we together? No, there's no such thing as talking. Ugh, it's yeah. not, a, that's like not a thing. Ma, you have said it with your whole mouth. <laughs> me. I, you know, I've been saying all these things. Look at me. I've been in such a situation like that. Just talking. We've broken up already. Mm? Hey, and we, you, you're just talking. Now we are talking. <laughs> ah, I said, "Oh, Shady, you must change your ways." This is not. <laughs> I said, "Never again, never again." I can't uh-huh. meet myself back in that position. But yeah, girl, I, I've been there in this, not on that other crazy, you know, level, but in the sense of, oh, we were talking for a long period of time, but nothing's really happening, and blah blah blah. And then the the, the mother trucker wanted to come to me and say, "Oh, let's go." Let me come and meet your family. I said, hmm? To do what Uh-oh. exactly? What do you want to do? So how should I introduce you? Hmm? My, the friend I'm talking to. My I'm friend talking that I'm talking to. You are oh, Ni- wow. You're Nigerian too. You know that doesn't make sense. <laughs> 
Man, eat your mouth. The things you do for love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, girl, that's what we're up against. Mm. And I, I don't know. I think... God for people like who helped me understand the concept. Heather Lindsay was one person. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with her platform. She talks a lot about mm-hmm. dating and all these different things. Um, being in community, like community that can check me, mm-hmm. community that is also prayerful, um, and you know they're willing to grow themselves as well because a lot of people are, are with friends who don't like they encourage bad behavior yes just encourage bad behavior so you know i'm I'm blessed enough to have been surrounded by people who could be like hey dom you tripping yeah or like hey let's look at what the word says about this or oh i found this video or oh there's this book how about you read this and i think that really opened up my eyes so then you know as you're saying like you started dating with more intention because i didn't know what that meant like hmm. th- two years ago or three years ago, I had no idea about what that meant. I just thought you like somebody because I think how it is now is like, okay, I like you. You like me. Um, let's get together. Let's see if it works out. And then that mm-hmm. seeing if it works out is like we move in together. And then we have like a whole, okay. we have bills. We've tied our lives together. And then three, four years All have right. gone by. And then you guys figure out you're not meant for each other. And then you go in your separate ways. But but what people I think fail to understand is like, okay, you've done that. But that wasn't just like you've combined your life with that person. You've wasted years. Mm-hmm. Like the time has is 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 has gone. But it's like, oh well, I'll just get into a new one. Like two, three weeks or a month later, or I'm over him, I'm over her, I'm with somebody else now. And it's mm-hmm. just a vicious cycle. Ah. You say vicious. So, girl, that was a that was a long tangent. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, it was, this is it was no necessary. Podcast. It was necessary. <laughs> so, I want to add to something about surrounding yourself with people who can one uplift you and enc- encourage you, rather than encourage good behavior and yeah. encourage a healthy um, and a Christian and a spiritual approach to dating and relationships. So, I two kind of different comments about this. There is someone who I used to be like pretty good friends with and mm-hmm. I had to cut off our friendship at one point because every time I got together with her, she wanted to talk about sex mm-hmm. and she wanted to talk about who she was sleeping with and how great it was and was asking me about how is it like, you know, don't you want to have sex and how are you not having sex? And um, I realized like, Every single time, whether we are hanging out, whether we're going to the movies, whether we're going to brunch, like all she wants to talk about is sex. And that is not something that I, not that I'm afraid of talking about it, but that is not something that I, that is the center of not, it wasn't an existing part of my relationship, but it isn't something that I, I don't think, you know, I think that what you spend time on is what you desire Mm -hmm. and is what your mind and your heart will be on. And so how can I say that I want to be closer to God? How can I say that I want to be living the right way? And my someone who claims to be my friend or I'm claiming is a good friend of mine is encouraging me to talk about sex in this way. So mm-hmm. I had to cut off the friendship um, and that was really tough. Um, and I actually don't think that she, re- I don't think she knows actually to this day, like why I kind of stopped talking to her, but you know, it is what it is. So no from then this on the- podcast. 
um, on the flip side, um, uh, on the, in the encouragement side is that I, one of the reasons why I actually knew that Jonathan was the person for me was that he, anytime I wanted to slip up or thought about slipping up or, you know, anytime I wasn't doing any, the right thing, um, or was just, you know, kind of getting consumed in what I thought we should be doing as a dating couple or whatever, even if it was as little as, oh, that my parents are saying something and I am kind of being disrespectful to them. Like he would be the person to remind me of the, of our commitment, the commitment that we had each individually made to God. He would be Mm -hmm. the one to like send me scriptures he would be the one to encourage me to like respect my family and respect my parents as we were, you know, as we were going on in our journey. And this is like after we had been dating for years. Um, and so I think that if you're, if you're dating someone, I'm not going to say talking, I was about to say talking, but we don't talk anymore. Mm. If you're dating somebody, <laughs> um, you know, really take heed to whether or not they are leading you closer to God or whether you're, they are pulling you away from God. And at the end of the day, you have to answer for yourself. You cannot be up there saying that, well, um, so what had happened was that Brad really wanted me to spend more time with him and less time with you. God doesn't care about what Brad told you to do. He only cares about what you chose to do. So you want to surround yourself with people who encourage and uplift you to always be drawn more close to God. And while that is also your friends, I think that that's really important in your relationships too. You want to make sure that the person that you are with is bringing you closer to God and not drawing you away from him. Mm. Wow. Um, In regards to, I guess, the first friend, um, I think it was good that you knew what you wanted. So you were pursuing a life of celibacy. And I think in somebody hearing that, I feel like you have to be really real with yourself and know exactly what you want and why you're doing what you're doing. Like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it can be so easy to be led astray. Because imagine you kept engaging with, you know, that about sex a lot. You know, because mm-hmm. it, it can't, you know, you could talk about it and you're like, wow, you know Listen, what? Maybe- the stories are juicy. Like, right. you could sit there and be having like all the, getting all the tea. And you can, you can kind of convince yourself that, you know, you're just getting knowledge for the future. You're uh-huh. just, you know, doing your background research. Mm. But that stuff lives in your spirit. Seeds. That man. really will be, exactly. So mm. you have to be mindful. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, though. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. And, you know, I think what keeps coming to my mind and, you know, like I said, like being real with yourself. So, for example, for me, like when it came to celibacy, that was one area I struggled with for a while. I didn't understand mm-hmm. why God would ask um, somebody to do that. I didn't get it. Like, I was like, it's so natural. Why would you say, God, like, I can't have sex with somebody that I like? Because my, mm. my thought process was, if I like him, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. You know, they're holding me back. But, you know, as I continued to further my relationship with God, I was like, oh, like, this is a protection barrier for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, sex is a powerful thing. I need to... Uh, I need to, or God has asked me to do this for my own protection, for my own good, and that I can, I can continue to be a whole person, right? Yeah. Because I've seen what's happened in my relationships where I've engaged sexually, and you know, it didn't, it never ended well. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take ten relationships for me to get that, and that's just my story. For somebody else, it could be different, but it did. Like after a while, I was like, you know what? This, this, 
this thing ain't working, but girl, I was still fighting. I was like, eh, God, you know what? Whatever, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> but God is just so patient. Yeah. I remember it. Like, and this is what I want people to understand. God is patient with you. It wasn't even for me like, like, oh, I'm doing this. And, you know, I was grudgingly like um, withholding myself. It was more like I gradually just was like, you know, what? I think I'm going to consider this. I think that I'm going to just consider doing it this way, God's way. And like, it just became a part of me. So now mm. it's like, that's what I want to do. Not that I was forced right. to do. Because, you know, right, you grow right. up in church, you hear about it a lot, but they never explain why. They never mm-hmm. tell you, they tell you what, because the Bible says, but that's not very good enough. People want to know why. And God yeah. is not too big of a God to not give you the whys to your questions. Mm-hmm. You get, so he was so patient with me. So when I discovered that, like, okay, this is how I'm going to, I'm like, this is my new standard. Like when it comes to dating, this is, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Somebody who's also on the same journey as me. Right. Like, and then my lifestyle has to change. So I had to, you know, I had to cut off certain things, like mm-hmm. certain conversations with, with men, you know, we don't talk about that. We're not going to go mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. Music, my music taste changed. Like R&B, all those slow jams, whatever. I don't listen to that. That's for mm-hmm. me because I don't want to put those seeds in my own heart because I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to submit myself to lust. I'm really trying mm-hmm. to live holy. And that's why I'm saying like being real with yourself about what you truly want and being able to cut things off if you have to. Yeah. And those triggers might are definitely different for different people. Exactly. So that requires that self-work again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, someone else might be able to listen to R&B and they don't have any kind of feelings of lust or sexual desire. So it, it might not be something that they have to cut out. Um, right. you know, but maybe they find themselves getting really into like nude scenes in TV shows when, you know, they come up out of nowhere these days. All out of nowhere. So yeah, you have to be mindful of, um, what it is. And if you don't know, just, just ask God. He will, yeah. you might not like, you probably won't like the answer, but he yeah. will reveal to you. If you ask him, he will reveal to you um, things that are keeping you from him because ultimately he wants you to be close to him. He doesn't want us to be, yeah, far away from him. He doesn't want us to have a broken relationship with him. So mm-hmm. he'll do anything and reveal anything to always draw us closer to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and I realized that as I was doing that, like you said, like even like TV and all these things, like I don't be sitting there like willfully knowing certain shows or certain things. I mean, granted, Insecure, I love Insecure. Sometimes in scenes, I'm like, oh Lord, I said, are we going to just pass right on, right on through there? Um, But like putting myself in positions where I'm like, I know that I'm going to be tempted. I try, mm. or not I try, I, I really am forceful with that. And you know what? No, I'm not doing that. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm fleeing. The Bible said flee from sexual morality. Flee. It never it says runs. that for anything else, but it surely said <laughs> flee. <laughs> My friend is so silly. She'll pop up behind you. I don't know where she'll be like, flee from sexual morality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, stop. <laughs> like, that's so lame, but it's always that's so hilarious. funny. <laughs> And yeah, just, just really being real with yourself. And, um, you made the point of like how Jonathan, you know, like brought you closer to God. There was somebody who I was dating in the past that (laughs) I wanted to answer from God so bad. God, is this who you've sent? Please, Jesus, let me know. Is this him? Is this him? 
But really, the answer was right there. Is he leading you closer to me? Mm-hmm. And if he's not, then why are you there, girl? You don't need to be begging. Why me, like, are you there? Right. Like, we have to be honest and real Like, and, and know what we're desiring. What are you desiring? Like, I was desiring a, re- a closer relationship with God and, and doing this in a, in a good way because, you know, I didn't grow up around healthy marriages. Mm. I didn't grow up around looking at, um, oh, they're, they're in the home. They look like it's a fruitful marriage. No. So I'm, I'm trying to break that cycle. I'm trying to break that from what I've seen. So it's like, if this person is not leading you to where you desire to go, it's the wrong person. Maybe not forever. Maybe just right now because they have to grow themselves. But. Right. Yeah, just in this time period, today, today, not potential, but today, today, they're the wrong person. Yep. I had yep. to learn that the hard way. And, you know, I had to heal from that situation and heal from that relationship. But did I even have to be in that? No. But you live in your life. But life. I mean, you learn and you learn something from it. Yep. I also believe that there are, God puts us in everything that we go through. It's a lesson. Yep. It's a lesson. There's a reason why God has us go through them. So now you know. Yep. Now you've learned <laughs> and mm-hmm. you sure won't do it again. I surely will not. And that is why I, you know, if people ever ask me about dating, I'm, I'm going to be real with them. Like, hey, this is this is what it is because they don't prepare you for stuff like this. Well, no. I don't know about other people, but Nigerian households, they don't really prepare you for no. things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. So speaking of preparation, mm-hmm. what do you think? Or how did you prepare, I guess, to be married? What should people start doing, especially women? What should they start mm-hmm. doing to prepare themselves? Mm. Um, so earlier you said <laughs> cooking and cleaning, which is so funny. So quick story. The summer before I went to college, my mom made me cook every single meal that we ate in the house the entire summer. Because oh <laughs> she said gosh. I had to learn how to cook. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So I did that preparation. <laughs> mm-hmm. A mess. Um, but no, that is not a requirement. That is not something that you should be spending your time for. You should know how to cook so that you can eat. Right. But <laughs> just for yourself. Okay. Um, um, I think that we talked a lot about um, this work of getting to know Christ intimately and deeply, getting to know who you were created how you are a child of God, how much he loves you, how your worth is solely in that fact and not tied to anyone else. So I think that always, 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 you can always be growing closer to God. Um, So that's prepper. If you don't want to do, if you don't feel like doing anything else, if you don't know what else to do, just continue to read the word, um, continue to find other like-minded women. And if you're a guy, men, I don't know how many guys are listening to this, but mm-hmm. <laughs> or listen. maybe still listening if they had started listening. <laughs> so, you know, find like-minded people who can continue to encourage and uplift you. Um, I think more practical things that you can do. So I, something that was really important to me, and I forgot to mention this actually. So Jonathan and I dated for one year. So while we were in college, we started dating. And then the next two, two years, we were long distance. He was in Nigeria and I was in New York. Then for another two years, we were long distance. He was in California and I was in New York. So majority of our relationship when we were dating was long distance. So I had a lot of time. I had a lot of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even while we, even while we were in a relationship. So something that I think is super, super, super important. And this is specifically for women, get your own coins, get your own money, get your own, learn how to do everything by yourself. I feel so much freedom in my marriage. And I tell Jonathan all the time, like, bro, if you, if X, Y, Z happens, you know, we're just going to, chuck it up to God and keep it moving. Mm. <laughs> um, but I feel so much liberty because I really don't need him. Like this is a choice that I've made mm-hmm. to do life with someone else. But one, I don't feel like my worth is tied to him. And two, I can actually live life without him because I have done that um, and have been like totally fine and independent. So I think that while you, while you're doing the waiting and preparing your heart, also get your life together, get your money right, get your finances in order, start investing, start figuring out um, like our retirement plan. I think a lot of, I don't know about people's, you know, how people grew up, but I was really fortunate to grow up in a household where, I mean, both of my parents worked together. So, you know, they, they own their own business. So they were very much both involved in like family finances, but I know a lot of other people who, you know, mom was working, but, you know, didn't necessarily feel like she could, she had any authority um, or say in the marriage because culturally, I mean, it was the man who is running the whole household things. But I lived by myself before I got married. I thought that that was so, so, so important to do, to learn how to live with myself, by myself, to be able to provide for myself, um, not worry about roommates, not worrying about, you know, how my parents were going to help. Like I did that all by myself. Um, and I felt like that was so invaluable in training my, me to be independent, independent, but not, I'm not independent now that I'm married, but I don't feel like I have to be in this situation. And I think when you, when, if, when you do get married and if you feel like you have to be there, you've now made your husband the end all be all of your life. And so thus you've made him an idol. But if you are comfortable all by yourself, then you know that all you need in life to get, all you need to get through life is God. You are not beholden to a man. You're not beholden to him acting right. You're not beholden to, you know, you don't have to tolerate any kind of nonsense that might potentially come up. Not saying that it will, or not saying that it should come up, but yeah, I just feel like a, a lot of women, you know, don't do that enough. And then we end up in these marriages or relationships where we're too scared to leave because we don't have our own. Like, we don't have our own savings. We don't have our own investments. Like, we kind of, like, don't really know what to do outside of the guy that we're with. So that is how I would prepare myself. And that's how I did prepare myself. So when you, I guess... Well, not really when you were dating, but in general, how did you identify your standards? Like, or how did you identify what your standards were when you were going through the process of like, you know, or did you already kind of answer that? Maybe you already did. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I talked about how my standards were, like I had that list and then God was like, ha, nope. Um, You're right. But then also, I mean, I think if you, if your one standard is, does this person bring me closer to Christ? That's, I feel like that is a golden ticket if, well, while you're dating. And if you abide by that, if that person checks off that box, then I think most other things, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like not beating you and it's respecting you, right. not taking all your money, but 
<laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a which no is for a form me, of Bob. respect. That's gonna yeah. be a no for me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have much more to say on um, mm. standards. So, oh my God, I missed a whole question, but I'm sure, honestly, you gave a lot of advice, anyways. But if you want to answer this, um, well, now that you're married, what is the biggest advice you'd give yourself pre-marriage? Dang, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> it's a good one. Um. I would tell myself to not waste time thinking about the kind of person I think I should be married to. Mm -hmm. Because you just don't know. (laughs) So, okay. So some, um, I've been, my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. And the thing about it is it gives me hope, but it also like irks me in a way because one day I was reading it recently and I was like, you know what? It actually doesn't say that you will know what's going on in your life. It just says that God knows what's going on and mm-hmm. he knows his plans. It never says that he will tell you the plans that he will reveal the plans to you. And that was kind of annoying, but <laughs> it's hopeful in the sense that whatever is happening Whatever is meant for you, God already knows it. Yes, you don't know. Yes, you're still confused. Yes, you're still grasping for air, trying to figure out where your husband is at. But rest in the peace that God knows. And Mm. it's going to be good. And he has promised that it's going to be good. But he never said, unfortunately, that he would tell you at any given point. So whenever he's ready to show you and tell you, he will show you and tell you. So yeah, I would tell myself to stop wasting time thinking and strategizing and worrying about it. Cause the whole three years that I had spent writing out baby names with the other guy was a complete waste of my time. <laughs> Dang. Man. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's rough. <laughs> that was rough. I, I'm telling you, I wish you saw my face when you told me that story. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my goodness. <sighs> but that's okay. You better now. And we out here. Exactly. <laughs> so if you had one seed to plant, what would that be? So by seed, I mean like a life lesson, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be related to dating, but if it is cool. Mm-hmm. But what would that thing be? It would be to to be unafraid. Mm. To be unafraid. I think that fear holds us captive in a lot of ways, whether it's like, Staying stuck in a career. I mean, we talked about it earlier, how that guy was dating someone because he was comfortable, you know, and he's afraid to be by himself. Um, And people get stuck in relationships. They get stuck in jobs. They get stuck in in neighborhoods, living in places that they shouldn't be living in, um, just out of fear, fear Mm -hmm. of change, fear of the unknown. So I would say to be unafraid. A lot of the best things that have happened to me in life have been things that I've done out of fear. Mm. I've shared this on Instagram, but um, the point at which I kind of went from, I'm dating Jonathan because I think he will be a good partner to I'm dating Jonathan because I'm waiting for him to put a ring on it because I know we're about to get married in like a little bit. Mm. (laughs) That transition happened um, when I went to Kenya. And I, when I went to Kenya for the first time, I, um, had this huge, 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 huge fight with my parents about it. It was unreal. Um, and I went anyway. And I had never, I literally was like the, the 
best behaved child my entire life. Like I did nothing. Mm-hmm. I was so well behaved. So that was really the first time that I defied my parents. Um, but if I didn't go, or rather like, when I went on that trip, like I was able to see Jonathan like in the context of his family. And really that was that, that moment is when I felt like I can, because marriage is not just about a person that you're marrying into a family. And so you also need to double check what kind of situation people's families have because some families are, are toxic. But yep. anyway, um, I really felt comfortable there and that really opened up, yeah, opened up my heart to be able to agree to marry him. Um, mm. And I did that. I was afraid the entire, I had never prayed so much on an airplane. I prayed the <laughs> entire time. Cause I was like, yo, if I don't make it, to Kenya, if this plane falls out the sky, like w- my parents, I'm sure they will be sad, but they would also be like, I told you I so. Told like, you. <laughs> I know they would be saying that. So I had to make it. <laughs> I was praying so hard. But yeah, th- some of the best things that have ever happened to me are things that I have done in fear. So not in fear, but even though I was afraid, like I still did it. You still did it, yeah. Um, so I challenge you to not be afraid, but even if you are, like, don't let that paralyze you. Just keep keep doing it keep going for it that's a good one thank you for sharing that wow that that sounds what i say exciting riveting going all the way to kenya <laughs> that's good it I, was really fun it was really fun and yeah and i i got to spend time with his dad um who unfortunately passed away uh-huh. you know shortly thereafter but you know i tell myself like had i not made that trip like I mean, yeah, maybe we would have eventually gotten married, but it was so life-changing for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's I'm cool really that you were able to walk out there with the confidence, all right, we getting married, like, for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've now met your people. Like, yeah. I love I got that. Married. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So now we're going to get into um, some questions that I got on Instagram. Um, about, I guess, dating and relationships. So, and marriage as well. So first question is, um, do you think married couples should have their own space to be by themselves within their households? An example, a man cave? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, we live in an apartment, so we don't have space for a man cave <laughs> um, or a woman cave. I don't think that you need to have a defined space that like is exclusively for um, one person. I do think that it is important to have moments where you are not always together. Like I definitely will lock myself in the bathroom sometimes (laughs) um, just to have my own space (laughs) Mm -hmm. and tell Jonathan, like, you know, I'll be out in an hour and I'm literally just sitting there like, scrolling through blogs um, just to like be away from him so I do think it's important to have your own space in the sense of um not always being together I think you can't hang out with anybody 24 7 like even your best friend right. at least I can't like I get annoyed with people so you know you, everyone needs their own space I don't, I don't know if you need a defined space it's like this is only for me I actually don't necessarily think that's like the best idea but I do think it's important to have somewhere that you can't, even if it's just a closet, a spare room, someone's in the bedroom, someone's in the living room. Um, I do think that's important. Mm-hmm. Next question. I'm going to kind of rephrase what they're saying. Um, the first kiss with someone new, 
Um, was it always magical? And if it did not feel like it was or there was no chemistry, do you drop the person or do you continue to see if you can build chemistry? Okay, so I feel like the crux of the question is, should you continue talking to someone who you don't have chemistry with, like physical yeah. chemistry with? Um, huh. So I personally, yeah, I had a, my first kiss was, was a lot of chemistry going on <laughs> with um, with my husband. But I do, I feel like I have heard, well, one, I've heard of people who didn't kiss didn't do anything, didn't kiss at all and got married and, you know, they're still fine. Um, and then there are also people who I have heard, I don't know them personally, but I've heard of people who, <laughs> I've heard of people who, um, you know, aren't like really attracted to somebody at first and then eventually end up marrying them. Huh? So that wasn't my story, but <laughs> people do it. So I don't necessarily think that not having, I don't necessarily think that a lack of, physical chemistry is caused to completely end it with someone um I think that you should ask yourself maybe why that's so important to you Mm -hmm. um and then also you know if other boxes are being checked if if you are emotionally fulfilled um if the person is again leading you closer to Christ then you know I, I do think that that is something that can be developed but yeah, I would ask other people. I would crowdsource that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Um, how did you improve communication in your relationship? Mm. Um, so, yes, when we first started dating, Jonathan was super reserved. He's a pretty quiet person. Um, I, I talk all the time. So he was pretty reserved. Um, and one of the things that we had to do was kind of decide, like, what good communication meant for both of us. Um, And we did a lot of this, like when we were doing premarital counseling, Um, just taking into consideration each of your personalities. I think part of this is, you know, knowing your love language, but also there are some people who, you know, just sitting next to you, they feel like y'all are communicating. (laughs) And there are some people who feel like you, you need to tell a whole long story with all the details and that's proper communication. So I think establishing what the, what other, what everyone's expectation is goes a long way in determining like what an ideal form of communication and, or, and set of communication would be for you guys. But you can't go in with just what you think is good communication and be upset that they're not communicating well, because they might feel like they're communicating well based on their standards. So I think for anything, communication, um, yeah, romance, finances, like you really need to understand like what the other person feels like is their standard and is their norm. And then you guys find a way to kind of like make a compromise and meet in the middle. Perfect. As a communications major, I would say that was good. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The last question. Um, How do you give a chance to some, hold up. Mm. Giving the chance to someone for the right reasons and knowing when not to. So how do you know when to give somebody a chance and when not to give somebody a chance? I think everyone deserves a chance if they are not a deadbeat, if they aren't already married or in another relationship. 
Um, and if they haven't hurt you before, okay. um, seriously hurt, like mm-hmm. physically, even emotional hurt. Mm. I think, yeah, some hurt can be forgiven. Um, but I think I, kind of every, everyone else deserves a chance, like at least one opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers the question. Hey, answers it well enough. I lied. That ain't the last question. One more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> last one, I promise. Um, how did you, I guess, they're asking, um, like, stop comparison, comparing your relationship? Oh. Or, um, mm-hmm. The only time that I feel like I actually compared my relationship is when when we had reached a point where we had started talking about marriage, but we weren't yet engaged. Um, and one of uh, my husband's friends had been dating this woman for 10 months and he proposed to her. And I was like, bruh, mm. we have we've been here for years <laughs> and <laughs> 10 months. That was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that was kind of the only time that I, you know, felt like I was comparing, comparing myself. Um, how did I stop? I did not stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I badgered him about it. <laughs> I badgered him about it. Like, until we got engaged. Oh, man. Yo. So, that uh, is my honest answer. True. I have nothing for you. I have nothing for you. <laughs> oh, You're great. You're like, look, this is what it is. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. She's like, nope. I'm not gonna give you some theoretical something. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Got it. But to abstract a little bit, um, yeah, every relationship is unique and different and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so you don't know, and you also don't know, even if someone is telling you stuff about their relationship, okay, one, if you're just seeing someone's relationship online, like on social media, like you literally know zero things. So I actually kind of cringe when people say, like will comment on pictures of Jonathan and I and be like goals. And I'm like, do you want these goals? Because I just <laughs> fought with him five minutes ago. Like I fought with him goals? about the fact that I posted this picture. Like you don't want this. Mm. Um, so yeah, one realize that what you think you might be comparing yourself to, like isn't as great as you think it is. Um, but then also, yeah, realizing that every relationship is different and the time that you're spending comparing, like you could really just be spending talking to the person you're with and trying to find common ground on whatever it is that you feel like could be better. All right. Are there any resources that you'd recommend? Any books, podcasts, apps, blogs? Tell us and tell us where we can connect with you. Yes. Um, so I think if anyone is at a place where they are like seriously considering marriage or is already engaged, um, I really highly recommend the book Getting Ready for Marriage. We read that before a couple months after we got engaged. We had like a, a year and a half long engagement. So um, yeah, it really helped us think through about why we wanted to get married in the first place and thinking about what God wants from marriage, but also kind of working through all of our like, pre-existing notions of about marriage and it was kind of like count it was premarital counseling in book form and it was actually let me ask I can't say it's it was better than the premarital counseling that we got because my brother gave us premarital counseling Mm. (laughs) um because he's a pastor so I can't say that but it was really really good it was really really good Uh um (laughs) 
And I'm not a podcast person. I'm so sorry. I like <gasps> to listen to podcasts. I know. I know. I'm like <gasps> not even a millennial. Who am I? My <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm much more of a reader. I'm much more of a reader. True. But the only other resource that I can kind of think about, um, I really love all the random devotionals in the version Bible app. Like the Bible app is my bay. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have been thinking about the fact that I need to start using it in a more social manner, like connecting with people on there because I want to see like what devotionals other people are reading what verses they're highlighting um but yeah I've just gotten kind of no matter what I'm going through like if I'm anxious if I'm annoyed they have they have a ton of stuff about dating um they also have a ton of stuff like that are specific to women um and recently just finished this devotional that was about well this, it's a series but it's about how God was the first entrepreneur and I was oh. yes it was just really good really good so oh, okay I I love the um devotional options in the bible app Huh. Yeah. I gotta check that one out. Yeah, it was it's really good. I actually signed up for the guy's like mailing list. I think mean, his name is Jordan Rayner. He has this book called Call to Create. Mm. So I really like that whole series. Um but yeah, you can find me all over the internet um at Ijama Cola and Ijama is spelled I J E O M A. I was gonna say like as it's always spelled. But I came across somebody who spelled, spelled it differently the other day, and I was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> um, and Cola's with a K, not a C. And yeah, I'm on usually on Instagram or the blog mostly, but I exist everywhere. Or you can find me roaming around the streets of either New York City or Jersey City. Well, all right, I will definitely link all your contacts below and then also the um the devotional and then also the book as well perfect well thank you so much ijama for coming on the planter i had a good time i did thank you i did too i laughed a lot (laughs) (laughs) so guys this is the end of this episode thank you so much for continuously listening and just showing the planter love um please go on ijama's page and show her some love tell her thank you for all the wisdom that she shared and if there's something that really encouraged you let her know um so yeah thank you guys so much for listening thank you ijama and we will be back for another episode bye bye Thank you so much for listening to the Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that the Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to the Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to the Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. To become a part of our community, uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter Community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you. And you can find The Planter on all social media handles at The Planter. So thank you so much for listening and I'll speak to you on the next episode.